just try to be kind to your local community and be responsible while you're out there to keep the power behind the statement that we want to make is for a better tomorrow and not for a chaotic present. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 13. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. What's up, Ryan? What's How up, you man? doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, we do want to start off this episode, so people may be asking, hey, where have you guys been? <laughs> Even though we're casuals. Um, yes. And also, we're releasing uh, episode 12 in this episode back to back this weekend to try to you know fill in the gap. Uh, for the time we missed because you know there's a lot going on in the world at the moment and most of the internet was kind of leaving that space open for people's voices to be heard on the topics at hand um, focused on the black lives matters uh, movement based on current events and we want to leave that space open you know as well even though we're a smaller platform right we're not really clouding the airwaves or anything like that <laughs> uh, but every little bit helps yeah. And we wanted to, you know, play the part we can. Uh, if and, you guys haven't yeah. noticed by now, you have heard Hetch speak Spanish. He's Cuban American, um, and I've mentioned it many times in various jokes. I'm a uh, black Canadian, actually uh, living in the states uh, with a Jamaican background. So you know, we 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 know a thing or two about what's going on. <laughs> um, and that being said, we just want to say. You know, we support the protesting. We want people to get out there, be heard, because it is making a difference, right? The, the goal is to have something actually happen by the end of this. Um, we don't support the rioting. That's bad. Don't break right. stuff, even though the topic today, uh, we'll get into that. But, you know, do it responsibly. Be safe, um, because there are systematic changes that need to be made, and people are listening. And hopefully this sticks this time. Yeah. And and even though we are a smaller platform, like the last thing that either of us wanted to do is to try to take advantage of the fact that a lot of bigger voices were quiet to give mm -hmm. space for something important because it, it is something that we believe in and we would much rather push that forward because we're casuals and yeah. we're fine being some filthy casuals. Yeah, <laughs> keeping it so simple. We want to give that space and we – I just want to really reinforce that even though you know you're Canadian and mm -hmm. I've got a very mixed background as yeah. far as just my family heritage a big thing that I really believe and encourage is that everyone should take a chance to embrace a right given to us by the nation which mm -hmm. is to voice ourselves through protesting so yes. I, I hundred percent behind the movement and just try to be kind to your local community and be responsible while you're out there to keep the power behind the statement that we want to make is for a better tomorrow and not for a chaotic present dude well said slow clap <laughs> <laughs> slow clap that was, that was very well said yeah. so so the housekeeping today is the only site we want you to pay attention to is if you go to black lives matters dot card so it's c-a-r-r-d dot c-o we'll put it in the show notes that'll be the only link in the show notes 
That's where you'll find a list of various ways you can participate, right? If you can't make it to protest, you know, there's donations on there. If you can't donate, there are petitions on there that you can participate in. If you can't participate in petitions, there's ways for you to share the information as well because they put it in one localized place that makes it easy for people to to do what they can. Yeah, and there's no point in trying to downplay the importance of the people behind the scenes. You are not a pointless person just because you're not on the front line. Every bit helps. Yep. So let's get into it. So a little disclaimer we want to say is we, the timing <laughs> of this episode, you know, you, you notice how we've been moving through regions. So this episode, we are talking about Vi and Jinx. And it's, it's important to say that despite what's going on, this is a fictional work. Um, because we all know Vi is a enforcer that uses, you know, some aggression in situations where she shouldn't. And Jinx is essentially this kind of anarchist type um, embodiment of mayhem, sort of like the Joker. So we understand that. I want to say, you know, work of fiction and we're going to talk about the lore as it pertains to that. Uh, not saying that that is the right way to be doing yeah. things. And, and both of these are works of fiction yes. that are focusing on the extremes yes. of their, you know, their real life counterpart, quote unquote. Yeah. And like these, these are supposed to be for entertainment. Yes. You know, have a have a casual outlook. Yes, exactly. <laughs> at these stories and just take them at face value for something of to be fun. And because we're definitely going to have fun with it, even yeah. though it's the timing couldn't have been more serendipitous. <laughs> <laughs> so let's but, get our main topic. Be safe out there, guys. Uh, wham, bam, wham, pow, bang. Uh, I got, I, dude, when, when I, when I was, we were putting the notes together, we immediately thought of comic books. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. dude, that fits so perfectly because of the comic book with Jinx that you'll get into in your section. But first spell, suit up. So suit up uh, is a fairly is, is I guess one of the newer spells right that we yes. got um, along with the bilge water patch uh, and suit up is a four cost burst spell that when drawn costs two less this round and it sets an ally to four four so it's not a case where it pumps an ally or it um, heals it just sets them to four four. That they become that. Uh, we've seen these cards in Magic and other card games as well. I think Frogify comes to mind. Yes. Fro uh, where, Frogify is definitely, or like any of the frog effects, is yes. the Magic version of it. It's like whatever it is, it is not that anymore. Yeah. It, and it has some cool interactions that are different from just pumping a card, right? Uh, so for this one, from the flavor side, it's kind of all the way through from my spell to my follower to my champion since I'm doing Vi today. So suit up is a direct reference to the gauntlets that Zevi makes for Vi. And we'll get to Zevi in a minute. Uh, but even the quote here is trouble at the docks. Take these and give them my regards. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Mechanist Zevi. Um, yeah, so Zevi is a chief mechanic. We'll get there that makes these new gauntlets for Vi when she you know turns back up after a while uh and it's cool to see that referenced here because i know for the longest so going back to league of legends when Vi came out people always wondered if she lost her arms and then those were like a jacks thing for like mortal Kombat. 
where she has like uh, mechanical arms to replace oh, them. When, especially when she first came out, that yes. was like the big thing of like how she lose her arms. Yeah, and Riot took was, a a good bit to tell us that wasn't the case. I don't know what their motive was. I, I think they I think they just realized it was like uh, someone must have been like, here's an opportunity for us to really make something fun. Yeah, uh, but, but it was they did take. Their sweet time. <laughs> Their sweet time. Maybe they were just having fun laughing at us being idiots. Yeah. Just like, you fools. <laughs> you fools. We got you. Um, but yeah, so Soup is really cool here. I've only seen it played a bit in this meta, usually like a one of. Uh, but it's it, it's a cool effect to now have as part of the game. Yeah, um, there's a. I'm gonna do a little bit of a plug because mm-hmm. there's a an older Mega Mogwai. Uh, deck tech because he played up against a fizz deck that mm-hmm. was running suit up mm-hmm. and it was it was a really heavy draw and reshuffle deck and the idea was just to get fizz on board and make him a 4-4 while also making him elusive yeah. and then beating the crap out of someone <laughs> with just fizz and it was it was a really fun looking deck because it was one of those ones almost like a uh, in magic the wheel decks yeah where you have a hand and the hand is gone and you have a whole new hand yeah and it it looked like a blast so i there, there have been a lot more creative people than myself that have made c- semi-competitive decks with what they're given instead of just hot garbage. <laughs> but um, what, what spell what, you got for us? Um, so I went for one that I think because I also was trying to like stay on the piece together with the cards that or the champion I'm talking about today, which is going to be Jinx. And uh, nothing really surmises the whole bit of chaotic genius to me (laughs) than the card Jury Rig. Uh, (laughs) So it is a one-mana burst spell. When when cast or discarded, summon a Scrap Scuddler. And Scrap Scuddlers are little one-one, one-mana vanilla creatures. And this card has been a staple of the discard decks because it's so flexible and nothing like a jury rig creation is going to really show the kind of ingenuity and creativity as what these you know mad scientist like characters are and like it's just even in the picture it looks like what used to be a remote just duct taped together (laughs) and then all of a sudden it has frog legs (laughs) <laughs> and even on the the flavor text, it's like, oh, a creature she once saw scuttling along the rivers of a distant juggle is the source of inspiration. I, like, it's just like what like people that are so creative and can think on the fly. Like this is the representation of it in card form, and it's just really fun. I I think this yeah. one is just a blast, and I've been doing a lot of dumb builds around it. So look forward to nice. another lab coming soon. Yeah, the discard <laughs> discard strategies love this one. So oh yeah, the staple, absolute staple. Yeah. So then this takes us to our follower section, and I'm starting off with Chief Mechanist Zevi, which I mentioned in Suit Up, the spell. So Chief Mechanic, I'm just going to call her Zevi. I'm not going to say the whole thing. I'm starting yeah. to get my t- <laughs> I only have so much water in this cup. I can't. Okay, so now, now your challenge is saying it three times fast. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> we'll say that for the challenge at the end. How about that? Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> you set yourself. You played no. yourself, boy. <laughs> uh, 
hit us up with the with the comments of just the meme. Congratulations, Hedge. You played yourself. <laughs> so she's a six cost five six with when you draw a card, give it fleeting and create a copy of it. So haven't seen her played much uh, outside of, you know, a one off in a deck that's kind of random on ladder. Uh, but, you know, in her quote, you have at age five, she made the world's first multi-frequency <laughs> sonic knife. Uh, while not very practical, she mostly used it to slice sandwiches. It set her on her way to the warden's elite ar- armaments department, which falls into the whole kind of theme of both of our characters here, where she becomes the person that makes Vi's new arms. Um, we'll talk about her original set and how she got the idea uh in in her in her section but that's really cool right like you have this department of the the police force here that deals with building these unique contraptions for them to use because the villains if you want to call them that or the people they have to go after are also using insane contraptions right um when we get to Jinx, we'll talk about her weaponry. <laughs> uh, about crazy contraptions. Exactly. Yeah, definition. I, I do I do like that you're pointing out that it's uh it shows the other side of the law as far as uh or the other side of the creativity of Piltover mm-hmm. and utilizing it to enforce law because that, that wasn't even something that I thought about until you said it. Like, it, uh, Especially if just talking about Heimerdinger, yeah. kind of like, oh, it's just a city <laughs> of mad scientists all stuck in their offices. Exactly. Not the case. <laughs> the, uh, the cool part about it, so I immediately thought about hackers, right, and how hackers in the real world, usually you have the guys who are trying to do mischief and you have the ones who either turn or become, you know, on the other side to fight against, you know, their fellow hackers to try to prevent them. And what you have is this increase in knowledge across the board, right? The people doing the bad stuff get better. The people doing the good stuff get better, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's what you start to see, especially because remember, Piltover and Zahn has a high influx of children, like child geniuses, right? Just because of the nature of the environment. So. Yeah, it's cool. And notice also in the art that Zevi also has pink hair. So I don't know if there's a loose bit of because of Vi's gang. I don't know if it's a case where either she looks up to Vi or like if she was used to be a part of the gang at one point because it was a far reaching thing in Piltover and on. So that's a cool little touch there um, to, yeah. to bridge the two. There, there was a lot more depth into this card than I was even giving it credit for. So you pat yourself on the shoulder. You, you Thanks. blew my mind just now. <laughs> and you got one for us here, uh, I, which I can't remember. I can remember the tone of voice. I can't remember the exact quote that she says when you play her. It's like, she, I know that. Have you, have you, have you got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> the cop. <laughs> and, and like this is the charles dickens follower yeah, the saw knight urchin please <laughs> sir can i have some more um another staple of discard decks all over runeterra yeah they say one mana two one uh to play me you must discard one card and it has last breath draw a card um, and this is this is a card that I immediately gravitated to when the game first came out because uh, it reminds me of the Loot Hoarder from Hearthstone, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite yeah. cards in Hearthstone. I would put it in aggro decks. I'd put it in control decks. It's yeah. like, this card's too good. Um, 
which is shows how dumb I am. Uh, but the as far as with the Zonite Urchin, it's the it really showcases kind of the darker side to the story of Piltover and Zon mm. as a region. It shows that not everyone is celebrating Progress Day. There are those that are kind of the downtrodden, the ones that are just trying to make it from day to day. And the not only with um with Zonites, her voice lines themselves, mm -hmm. but when you play a Zonite urchin on a Jinx board, like Jinx will even look and go, another another one lost to the system. And which just kind of shows this <laughs> yeah. a sense of humanity to the most chaotic character. Yeah. And every time I play this card, I'm looking at I just kinda hold my head for a second. I'm like, what what the hell, Riot? Like <laughs> I, I'm trying to feelings. have. I'm trying to have a like. This is my downtime. This is this is what I'm doing for fun. It's, it's hard to calculate lethal with tears in your eyes. <laughs> the numbers. <laughs> it's raining, uh, but it. So this is a really sombering card, yeah. and what is otherwise, you know, a very uh, on surface bright and colorful and yeah. entertaining story. Yeah, it's a cool one. Um, and this takes us to our champions now. So we're going to start with Vi. Very popular when yeah, she came girl. out. <laughs> yeah, Carol. Um, she came out not too long after Jinx, I believe. Uh, I can't oh, remember. She, the, no, the she timing. came out first. She came out with the Bilgewater set. So she is. Oh, no, no. Sorry. I mean, in League of Legends. Oh, in League of Legends. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yes. You can fact check me on that one. Uh, but I, I, I actually it, don't know off the top a, of my head. A I'll very popular character. Uh, if you go back through history, as far as just like content for things, uh, characters with big, strong mech arms usually sell. People like them. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what genre it is. Um, it's sort of rooted in anime as well because uh, it gives you this sense of like you know a normal person getting access to the superpower so vi's no exception to the rule people liked her she looked cool she's like that super edgy look the pink hair the shaved side the tattoo under the eye like come on <laughs> no one's gonna tell you they don't want that yeah and it, it's also like that whole thing of breaking like uh like the hollywood image yeah of you know what a female lead should be to which is this kind of jumped in in the heart of that whole movement yep. and which was already just like yes yes and i'm one of those sick degenerates that's going to look and go yes step on me by <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's and look at her uh her mock concepts as they were figuring out what she looked like like look those up if you have it because it's really cool but let's hop into her story so her lore is kind of you know i would say it sort of generic at the beginning uh, where she troubled childhood uh, parents believed to be dead at a young age. So she is an orphan and she's known for, you know, you letting her hands, her fist do the talking, right. Uh, which leads her to be a gang leader of one of the big gangs in uh, Piltover and Zon. And this is all up until she ends up meeting this bar owner who teaches her, it kind of becomes her sensei, but teaches her more discipline, on how she, you know, she's is a good talker. So he's like, you know, get better with using your words. And then he also teaches how to properly fight, right? So she doesn't hurt herself and hurt others, which there's some reference to how she starts to pull punches in the future uh, when it comes to dealing uh, with, with altercations. 
So the big turning point here for us is when she teams up with a gang for a score. Got to get that gold, baby. Um, mm-hmm. And the other Grant gang gets brings this Met Chem powered golem for some reason because it's like <laughs> it's like, dude, we're just it's just a score. What are you doing? You're overdoing it. Like, why did you bring that rocket launcher? Um, but yeah, they bring a Chem powered golem. It loses control and tears up the whole place. Right. So they get their score. They get the gold. They get out of there. But there are a lot of bystanders, a lot of innocent people trapped. So Vi takes the the gauntlets from the golem, which is now broken down, puts them on her arms, it clamps, and then she's able to use that power to get the rubble out of the way and get those people out safely. And then afterwards, <laughs> takes those gauntlets, finds the gang, and you know teaches them a lesson. Let's put it that yep. way. Uh, and then after that whole altercation, she disappears. Right? She disappears for, the while, for a while, and then there's a big altercation with a gang where the police get involved, and she shows back up with a brand new set of gauntlets uh, alongside the sheriff, Caitlin, which we all know now, um, which we'll talk about in the future when she shows up. But yeah, and she's wearing these prototype Hextech gauntlets, which I mentioned were made by Zevi. Um, so that's that's kind of a cool uh, end to her story at, as we know it now, because there's this gap in time where nobody knows where she went, how she changed. And her coming back older is like, okay, well, what happened in that time frame? And why are you cool with Caitlyn? Because they're two completely different people. Uh, so, and, and she's almost like referenced as a contractor more than an actual police officer. Yeah, like she she is referenced a good bit. It's kind of like the the last resort. Yes, and and it really shows as far as like it makes sense that she would be the last resort because of just this overwhelming force Mm -hmm. that she can exhibit and ends up exhibiting after she returns Mm -hmm. with the help of her brand new gauntlets and her entire persona embodies that too with you know if if you can't get around a wall break it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like it's you know punch first ask questions later exactly so it's always the the most excessive resource first and then we'll then we'll come back down yeah Uh, and we got the we got the short story about the investigation that she does um which kind of shows us her growth from when the story was created or when her bio was created where there is a uh, gang member who she remembers from her past uh, in the cell. She goes to meet with him uh, and she's talking to him or first she starts with violence and he actually says, hey, wait, bye, wait, what do you, what's going on here? And she's like, what? Are you tell me what you know? And he's like, you haven't asked me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And she puts him down like nice and neat. And then she actually starts asking him what's going on. He fears about his street rep, right? Because if he tells her what she needs to know and it gets out, whatever, whatever. And Nobody she, likes a rat. Yeah. And while she's and while she's thinking, she's like, huh, well, I can rough him up because he won't tell me what he wants. But she uses that against him to tell him that, hey, regardless, I'm going to tell the streets that you told me without blinking and that's going to ruin your rep. And he's like, well, they'll kill me. And she's like, exactly. So what do you want to do? So he's like, okay, I'll give you what you need, but please let them know that I, you know, put up a fight at least. So that kind of brain work, that kind of um, thought process is what we're getting to see her use outside of just pure force. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of that is also kind of uh, 
connecting back to the beginning too because this those were things that she was taught by her mentor mm. and the fact that it does reference back to the beginning is like what happened in that two year gap yeah. like, or well, I say two year gap I'm like that's a one piece reference <laughs> uh, shout out to all my weebs listening which is now on Netflix on- by the way they have like the first hundred something episodes yeah okay yeah on Netflix a little <laughs> a little drip in the bucket that's a that's a different podcast <laughs> but uh um you know it, it's it really does set the stage for some great story to be told that we're just kind of sitting back going give me give me yeah <laughs> give me that story baby so let's hop uh, on the so- card um so the card is interesting so wow she's a five cost two four right it's kind of on low end and then while i'm in play or in hand grant me plus one plus zero when you play another card with a max of plus eight plus zero and then she levels up she levels up when she strikes for 10 or more so the cool thing about this one is that it's almost like the whole concept of her charging her gauntlets up, right, as she's in your hand, um, which is, you know, you sacrifice the ability to play her to get her bigger, which is the same way with charging your fist because you're not swinging or you can't attack in game. You're holding it to get stronger and stronger, but you are and vulnerable the, at that time. And you, they match it with the animation because it does have a really nice animation. Yeah, her animations the- are really nice. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Um, very anime. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when she does flip, she becomes a five cost ten five. And when she strikes, oh, she gets challenger as well. Or she has challenger the whole time. Yeah. Sorry. And tough, by the way. So when she does strike a unit while attacking after flipped, she deals five to the enemy nexus, regardless of what happened during that fight. Um, so yeah, a cool card. Um, used sparingly. Uh, currently paired a lot with Heimer. Yeah, and I mean it. It is worth mentioning that the sparing use is combined with the fact that she did receive a nerf. Yeah, because uh, she used to have just five health, and it's one of the. This is one of the nerfs that. Uh, if you play at my, you know, wood tier bracket, <laughs> whenever you've just like are doing dumb stuff because you forget that ranked is a thing yeah. because you're trying to make fun decks, like I don't see a lot of Vi, but at like a lot of higher play Vi, it was in a ton of Piltover decks yeah. just because of how flexible and how strong she can be, and I think that's why you she's seeing much less uses because most people go oh well she got nerfed by yeah and instead of just seeing what she can do and the potential but it's it's an interesting card and the animations make it worth playing so if you haven't tried vi yet give it a try because yeah. you'll just it's satisfying to be playing vi <laughs> so now let's talk about her worst enemy <laughs> so she came the back and immediately enemy. made like uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a top tier adversary. <laughs> All right, and I did go. I went. I went and double checked it since we brought it up mm. because Vi was released first in league, and in okay. th- a, a year later, is we get the reveal of why the Piltover needs such a strong fisted and <laughs> a such an aggressive law yeah. upholder is because of the anarchist herself Jinx. And I'm gonna go a little off uh off the script here. Shout out to one of my good buddies, a guy named Sean. This is his favorite character in League of Legends. Uh and 
I, I asked him what if there was anything he wanted me to touch on it, and all that he could say was crazy. <laughs> and let and I fully feel that the power of the crazy eyes oh, is one of the most compelling powers of this you, planet. You want to talk about shaking up uh, a set of characters when she came out? It was a case of like you know we always talk about who's the Ryu of the game, right? Like who's on the cover, <laughs> and. Uh, Everybody knows deep down in their heart is Jinx, but you can't put her on the cover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, I mean, that's why that's why she is included in like everything yes. that Riot puts out there because she is the face of League. This was – I'm going to make another grandstand too. This was the first music video they released. Yes. As well. And I am fully confident without even fact-checking okay. that, that this was the first music video. Like they – like this is one of the times of Riot really showing like what they had to give yeah. in the advertisement department, yeah. and uh, it is it is the anarchist herself, Jinx, and her story is a lot of fun. And you know, a little quick bat, you know, re shout out to what we just said. Mm-hmm. We do not we do not condone wanton <laughs> violence. <laughs> So even though I have an, a weakness for the crazy eyes, just be responsible. Yes. All right. So Jinx. Now Jinx is a is kind of the the mascot of the the child of Zon. Yeah. She is go like everyone in Zon remembers her as a young child, remembers her ingenuity and how intelligent she was as far as showing her potential to be a great inventor. Mm-hmm. And no one quite knows what happened. <laughs> she was just a such a bright and a a bright and gifted child with a promising future. And then something changed. No one knows what changed. No one knows what sparked this. But this little girl became the anarchist that we know like night and day and seemingly overnight. It's such a big change that people are starting to think that there's some kind of um, spirits involved, like a a deity or a type of evil spirit that's kind of punishing the city through her. And Jinx doesn't help to relieve any of these ideas because now, now the only thing that people know is Jinx talks to her guns. <laughs> uh, which, which, if if we look, if you look at the flavor text of the card, the it is entirely just a quote of her talking to yeah. her rocket launcher, yeah. Fishbones. <laughs> so it's a like night and day difference, and seemingly overnight. But what what we do know now is. The only thing we can know, which is her effects on the cities of Zaun mm-hmm. and Piltover, because what's suddenly there was a lot of pranks happening, and pranks were only what she called them, because some of them were pranks. It's mentioned that she broke into the broke into a very wealthy person's uh, estate and stole some of their animals and released them into a progress day parade. Yeah. Thus bringing the parade to a stop, which, you know, yeah, that's kind of a prank. And then there's other ones where she's setting up literal mines yeah. on a bridge. <laughs> terrorism. That's, a war cr- that, that's terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally an act of war. Um, so it's, 
all of a sudden there's these pranks popping up and everyone has their theories. Many people don't even believe that it's Jinx, even though she's saying it's her, because what could a little kid from Zon yeah. have access to to actually commit a terrorist attack? And, that's, and so now yeah. she starts becoming more vocal and starts tagging everything. Mm-hmm. And Room Terra, you know, kind of gives what ends up happening with the tags and the a lot and the card art of the card patrol warden specifically, which is, you know, the wardens of Piltover running past this poorly drawn graffiti. <laughs> um and Jinx ends up like signing her attacks and also calling out the law enforcement, which is making a stir in Piltover because a lot of people are beginning to question the effect of their wardens because there's this maniac at large and no one can stop her. And this ends up boiling down into the big score. So go ahead and start playing your Ocean's Eleven theme. <laughs> All right, we'll get get the uh, the Jinx logo yeah. going across it. Uh, Jinx will be played by. Um, <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. Yes, I, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood, you come hit me up. All right, you come hit me up. I want producer credits. Don't give it away for free, man. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, give give for nothing for free. All right, but so the big score is that Jinx, in one of her pranks, she tags and she calls out law enforcement, and not just law enforcement. She calls out my favorite thing, which is "Hey, pretty in pink." Specifically calling out Vi, yeah. uh, which we're only going to call Vi Purity in Pink from now on. Just <laughs> fair warning, Ryan. Um, and she says she ends up doing the whole calling card and saying, I'm going to attack the ecliptic vaults. Mm. And this does the whole, you know, since I've ousted myself multiple times as a weeb, uh, Lupin the Third. Yeah. You know, like calling out his next score, going in there and getting the score. Yeah. Like Caitlin, which is the sheriff of Piltover, and Vi, they all get set up around the ecliptic vaults. And Jinx pulls it off by smuggling herself in days before. Mm. And that ends up being like the turning point of everyone questioning jinx whether or not she could actually do this into wait did you see the fighting at the ecliptic vaults there were literal explosions everywhere and then jinx was riding a rocket launcher through the sky (laughs) what the hell and that is how the her true essence like this larger than life anarchist is really born and but i'm really excited to because we're definitely going to be diving back into this story because the implications of Jinx and Vi, they connect with characters like Caitlyn or how with Heimerdinger we were talking about Ziggs and Ziggs ends up finding a friend in Jinx because of their love of explosions. And we'll get to – because Jinx is that, you know, we talked about the Joker aspect of just the incarnate of mayhem, right? And the thing she pulls off. And, you know, with the Joker, there's always an underlining bit of, oh, well, they think he used to be in the military. They think he has a high IQ. They think so he's able to do this because of those base skills. And, you know, there is kind of a Batman in League in the form of Jace. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll get there in the future. So like you're saying, it's it's cool how they set Piltover up to be kind of like a um, like a high IQ Gotham. 
right? Yeah. And I mean, and my, I just enjoy the fact that like Runeterra is kind of building it up to really give themselves the Piltover, the launching pad of new characters, mm-hmm. because you know Piltover and Zon being two different cities, that's a ton of characters yes. to grab from. And you you already just mentioned another one in Jace, mm-hmm. as far as that could connect to characters that are already in the game. Yeah, like that's just exciting. Like this, it holds a lot of excitement. But I gotta rein it in to talk about the card. Yeah. Um, so Jinx is the original discard aggro card. Ever since beta, she is a four mana four three with quick attack. So that already just a really good aggro card. Yeah. Like that's a good stat line for the mana and the fact to have quick attack because you you want to be swinging when you're playing aggro. Mm-hmm. You never want to sit back. That's a bad feeling. Um, and her level up is I see you empty your hand. So discard payoff she sees right you there. With her crazy eyes. See me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shoot me. Oh, no. oh Awaken. <laughs> awaken. <laughs> um, so when she levels up, she becomes a 5-4. And at the beginning of each of your turn, you draw an extra card. So it's already a huge payoff as far as being able to have this uh, discard mechanic. Because you, the weakest part of playing discard is that you're top decking. So being able to top deck an extra card is huge. And her other effect off of her level up is whenever, when whenever you discard or the first time in a round you discard your full hand or you empty your hand, you summon a super mega death rocket <laughs> in hand and that that's fleeting, which is a two mana spell and. I am dumb because I hit the wrong button. So the two mana spell of uh, deal four damage to the enemy nexus and one to all other enemies. Like this, it's pretty strong. It's a really strong clock for a, an aggro deck at a low level, like a low mana cost. If you can meet the requirements, it's like Jinx is a really good example of what discard aggro wants to be. And I now that a lot of aggro decks got nerfed really heavily since the burn deck mm. got, you know, they well, a heavy nerf for Runeterra yeah. in any other card game. It's not that heavy of a nerf. But now that that's been nerfed, I'm hoping to see a lot more Jinx come back because she's she's a really fun character. Yeah, it's exciting. It's a different, different type of deck to play. Yeah. So it takes us to our fate of the game. Uh, and this one's going to be again. fairly quick. Uh, and we've talked talked about it in the past because we were keeping an eye on how it was going and how players, like prominent players, were taking to the game once it was actually released. And we're starting to see like more tournaments going out um, and more pros are spending increasingly more time playing uh, Legends of Runeterra. And uh, some of that is due to the current controversy in the Magic community at the moment. Um, some people are just getting fed up with Hearthstone as well. And pros are like splitting their time to this point, like in half, where they're spending half their time playing Runeterra, half their time in Magic. And I didn't think it would happen so fast, you know. So thank you, Magic, <laughs> uh, for showing your true colors. <laughs> Listen, I played for a while, man. I get it. I understand why people are getting tired of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to see pros coming over. The viewership is going up. Um, you even look at uh, Mogwai; he's like doubled 
in such a short time frames, people watching him. Uh, um, Swim has grown a lot yeah, too. Swim is and back, like, and he's like on a. Yeah. It's to the point where now he's on official schedule. <laughs> Which well, a swim of all yeah, people. Swim is, on is now on a schedule, schedule, right? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you had anything to mention about that, but I think it's um, really cool. My only mention is that you are way too professional. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to bring this in because uh, what he is trying to say <laughs> is that your boys over at Casuals of Room Terror, <laughs> we were right. We were right all along. We told y'all the moment that this game went live and that more people were streaming, it was going to grow, baby. And all that we didn't foresee was how right we were. <laughs> it's, you know, it's hard to be surprised when you just don't miss. We just don't miss. <laughs> casuals are ruined, Tara. If you ever want to be on the winning side, you pick the casual side. <laughs> Um, do we, we just get our first t-shirt the winning side is the casual first, side the winning side is the casual side oh all right, I, 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 I gotta make some calls with the casual rentera of merch listen i'm so happy you're you pumped up your spirits because it's time uh, yeah. oh no <laughs> i played myself again not only did you play yourself you made your own challenge all right so we're both gonna try to say chief mechanis zebby three times fast <laughs> Here I go. Chief Mechanizevi, Chief Mechanizevi, Chief Mechanizevi. Oh, no. How do I follow that? How do I follow that? No, oh, this is my nightmare. Now do it in Spanish. <laughs> no. No, no. My, my Spanish is not that good. I, mine wasn't I really still, that fast, but. I don't want to ruin my, my friendship with Meg, Mega Mogwai that doesn't exist. <laughs> like, just by, with my poor Spanish. Okay. Chief McKenna's Chief McKenna's Evies, Chief McKenna's Damn it! Damn it! I'm so bad! I'll give you this. You did try to go faster than I did. I kind of, I was very focused and I was trying to, I could have probably went faster, but that's that's pretty good. I wanted to win. I wanted to win. This is my competitive spirit right now. Maybe maybe one day we'll have another complicated day. Uh, to say that we can we can bring the challenge back up, but so far, <laughs> one point to Ryan. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but as always, thanks thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Love you guys. Love you all. <laughs>